Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yeah, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to Dr. Pat Show. Talk Radio to Thrive by TransformationTalkRadio.com. Also, TransformationRadio.fm. All of you tuning us in. We are syndicated on a bunch of places, but right now popping out here on KKNW AM 1150. And I'm here with my main man, Mr. Benny. Howdy, Pat. Yeah, boy, we had a village running that last show, didn't we? I know, right? Well, that's what we got to do for you. Get it done. Move people forward. Get it done. Uh Uh-huh. Get them all in there. In motion. In the motion. Well, today we got a show. It's Uh all about emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catherine uh, Jaggetti joining me here today. Catherine is somebody that is speaking my speak. She is talking my talk. Anytime somebody comes out with anything that has to do with infinite possibility, absolutely the name of her fabulous book, I'm all in. Count me all in. Count me all in. But what is it about Catherine that got her on this path? And what is it that has enabled her, empowered her to write a book, Infinite Possibility, How to Use the Ideas of Neville Goddard to Create the Life You Want? Yes. Hello. Yes. Why is it that she and I somehow along the way, Benny, to be in us, found out about Neville? Oh, no. <laughs> what, what, what is it? What is it about those core messages that are helping us live the life that we're living today? But if you want to know about, and, and Kate, let's just say Kate, British television presenter, author, background in science. That's why she and I are together. We both had that research thing that went on somewhere along the way. Uh, And what happened? Introduced to metaphysics. How? We both had moms that somehow were plugged into something and shared that with us. You're going to hear about what she learned, how she learned it, and what is it that speaks so true to her and both to me, to both of us, about Neville. And why is the why are these messages today not just, uh, maybe they're kind of cool, but they are actually essential, essential to understand the world we live in today. You know, here we are, right? We look at the lives we create. You know, Kate moved to Switzerland. You know, she worked at the World Health Organization. She developed educational resources, right? You're going to hear about that. Um, You're going to hear about what that journey was like for her, what it means to be part of Africa and Africa Health, what it means to be part of BBC Science Unit and BBC Radio, all of that. What is it that enables someone like Kate to step out into the world and not just have a voice for creating a better world, but to be a voice, 
Kate, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. What do you think about this? Like infinite possibility. When I got the review copy of the book, I didn't even, I didn't even finish like the whole thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) What do you, what do you think the draw is for us about those two words? I think it's um, once you've had an experience or you've had a taste of creative inspiration and you're aware that there is something that is infinite, quite literally infinite in the form of God. And and when I say God, I don't really attach um, strictly uh, religious traditional connotations to that. But I mean, the source of all that is the generative source or substance of everything that exists. You begin to kind of resonate with things that are sharing that same message. So for me, when I think infinite possibility, I'm talking about what happens to us, what is available to us once we get into contact with the source of all that is. I want to ask you this. My um, The listeners have heard me in the past several days, actually past couple of weeks. I happen to have shows where, you know, we were reflecting on our past. And I happen to talk about my mom and my stepmom. Uh, my stepmom, of course, had a first child at 12 or a second at 13. And I talk about what I've learned. And I talk about some things I learned from a woman that you wouldn't consider back then to be plugged into, quote, consciousness, to be plugged in, you know, to this world of infinite possibilities. But now today, looking back, I do. What kind of influence was your mom to you? I mean, my mom just made life so exciting and so much fun because she was always, in her words, using her imagination to create a life for us as children of six of us, to create a life for us that was meaningful and something that we enjoyed. So even though there wasn't a lot of money and all of that kind of thing, she always encouraged us to use our imagination and to feel after things that were better. Um, for my, for me, my mom was uh, someone who loved Uh, mysticism and new age and new thought philosophy. She did yoga as a teenager, as a young teenager, and was very deeply um, involved with spiritualism as a young person. And then as children, she always shared with us whatever it was that she had discovered or what she was reading. But it was more than just that. It was seeing her actually trying to put these theories into practice that really inspired me. And that was the thing that just shook my world that really gripped me even from a young age I'd see her always looking at something that seemed impossible and then just getting it through the use of her imagination yeah and look I'm a I'm a girl from the Bronx New York right and born in the Bronx lived in New Jersey the fact that you and I and and you know talking about sort of your uh, upbringing and background The fact that you and I are here talking about Neville, which maybe people don't know about, I think is miraculous in itself. But to actually, uh, to have us use principles, practices in our lives to get us to where we are today uh, is beyond miraculous. And I want to ask you this question. Um, how would you describe, you know, the study, the philosophy of Neville God? How would you describe the influence of that on your life? 
so for me, the thing that struck me about Neville relative to other philosophers of this type of work was that he laid heavy emphasis on the practical. Mm. And almost before I realized it, I was living by the philosophy. So he's saying that God is our human imagination. And once we are aware of that fact, we then reposition ourselves as the creators of our own experiences. When you actually embrace that and put that to the test and discover it to be true for yourself, it takes over your life almost without you realizing it. So for me, it wasn't that I I set out to study what he was teaching. I just became inspired through the way he wrote to put what he said to the test. And in doing that, I made discoveries for myself about what I was capable of, things I didn't know was were even possible for me. And you mentioned in the introduction all the, the sort of different places I've been to, mm-hmm. that kind of courage, being able to move away from home and to mm-hmm. live in foreign countries came from um, the confidence that, that I had being connected to the creator and positioning myself as a creator. So I didn't have to go into those things afraid of what might happen. I went into those things having already decided what would happen for me. And I think that's the biggest uh, impact that Neville has had on me. It's the fact that it's something that is very, very natural to all of us. It's just waiting to be awakened, if you like, in us. And you and I also have something in common. You know, some people have asked me, like, what, you know, how, why, why do you believe some of the things you did? And I want to say to them that I wish I could pinpoint some sort of pivotal moment in my life where a light bulb went on. But even as a child, I had a knowing which was absolutely supported by a result. So I want to be really clear about this because it really does talk to what you just said. It's having a belief and having trust and having faith and believing in the infinite possibilities is one thing. But then seeing the results of that manifest time and time and time and time and time again, that's what your book is about. It's about talking about not just ideas, but these are ideas that have worked for you. And that's the way I see it. You're saying, listen, you and I, Kate, are not super special, except that we have a belief and outcomes, and we work on making sure that that works. But aren't you too someone that believes in infinite possibilities and infinite results? Absolutely. And I love the way you just described that. I get asked that question such a lot now as people are starting to know who I am and know about my work. It's like, how can you believe this? But I'm saying it's based on personal experience. So when I say this philosophy works, I am talking from my personal experience. And there have been times when I first started out that it didn't work for me, but I wasn't dissuaded by that. I wanted it to work for me. So I carried on doing it. But I do emphasize when I meet anybody new or I'm talking to someone I already know, no, this is an experiment-based philosophy. It's practical and it's hands-on. Don't take anyone's word for it. Try it for yourself and start to establish your own record of evidence, something that you can refer to and feel confident in is the proof that you're seeking for that, that that this thing is true. And for me, as you say, I believe in results every time. And so in the book, what I've done is I've given an idea, but I've immediately given an exercise to help them put that idea into practice. And that's what it's all about. Possibilities, but also results. 
Yeah. And, you know, this is really um, one of the books that we, you know, when I sat down and I started to read this book, um, I was, first of all, struck by how important our our, our moms were in our lives together, right? Um, the other thing I was really struck by is uh, our view of metaphysics. And I want to talk about that when we come back. You know, uh, it's one thing for us, I think, as individuals to have a sense of what we think is going on in the subconscious and unconscious world. It's another thing to really see that world, to see the world as metaphysics, as a tool to help us energize the world of infinite possibilities. When we come back, we'd love to talk with you about that and to talk about the series of events for you, which help you not just step forward with the energy of metaphysics, but understand the possibilities of results through that. Let's take a short break, everybody. Yep, we've got lots of comments. We're going to let you know how to get a copy of the book and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Love Living Radio Ignite Your Whole Being with Emily Perkins is a show for those looking to explore the sparkling magnificence of their inner selves. Tune in every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific as Emily sheds a radiant light of love on the beauty and power that resides within you. Discussing love in all its forms through conversations that provoke awareness, curiosity, and expansion, Emily shares the unlimited power of love. For more information or to listen to this show, visit lovelivingholistics.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. 
Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am, I'll tell you what, I, I can't even talk enough about how grateful I am to show up and be me and be with all of you every day. Um, it goes beyond my wildest dreams, you know, uh, even the Dr. Pat show and Dr. Pat, that whole idea came from all y'all and Benny, of course. And uh, the show was originally called Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. Uh, we had so much fun with that. And then we continued uh, to have fun and more importantly, to do good work in the world in ways that I couldn't have even predicted. But the one thing I know and which Kate will talk about is I never let go of the world of possibilities of what could happen to create a better world. I didn't know how to do it. And I got help. I got help from God. I got help from the universe. I got help. But what is it about that help? What, what did I have to do? What did I have to let go of? How clear did I have to get to be able to receive at the speed of light that it was being delivered? That's why Kate is here, the author of Infinite Possibilities, How to Use the Ideas of Neville Goddard to Create the Life You Want. Kate, like before we, we talk about this and talk about how you got to where you were to where you are, People are going to want to know, number one, how do I get a copy of the book? And then how do they find out more about you? Okay, so um, there's information about me on the Penguin Random House website. So you can just search for me by name. Um, it's Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Jagedi, J-E-G-E-D-E. Um, that's just giving, uh, that's my bio and all that they can find out about me there. But in terms of the book, it's available now on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and a number of other places. The Penguin website also lists all the places that the book is currently available. But do an Amazon search for infinite possibility, how to use the ideas of Neville Goddard to create the life you want, and you'll find it there. And then also, would you tell folks how they can follow you on uh, Facebook and social media as well? Sure. So reaching out, uh, contact, connecting with me is very easy on Facebook. You just go to facebook.com and I'm Kate, K-A-T-E dot Jagedi, J-E-G-E-D-E dot seven. That's what Facebook gave me. So it's Kate dot Jagedi dot number seven, the character seven, and on Twitter at Kate Jagedi. So it's all together K A T E and then J E G E D E on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You know, Kate, look, um, one of the things I was talking about before the break, and it's just one thing, is I learned something through uh, looking at Neville and the philosophies is that the universe is a really impersonal energy, right? And if I am kind of holding a lack of clarity, ambiguity, you know, on the fence, whatever the language is about things, uh, what I've discovered is I get a lot of that back. But if I'm crystal clear about what I want, even though I don't know how to get it, when I was 23, I turned to my best friend, Linda, who is now our producer, 
And honestly, I barely graduated high school. And I turned to her and I said, I'm going to get a PhD. And she just looked at me and she said, yes, you will. And I actually didn't know what a PhD was. <laughs> I wanted a PhD because I delivered mail in the phone company to a bunch of researchers and engineers who had a blast at their job and who taught me how to play ping pong. And they had PhD at the end of their name. <laughs> That's amazing. That's what I wanted. I didn't know that I also, uh, that it was also part of my life's past, a path, but I never let go of it. And I want to ask you about that. You know, how has what you learned, you know, in, from Neville, Neville philosophies and the way you live your life, how has it helped you with the clarity of purpose, but also more importantly about how to uh, move in the place of action, results, and changing the past. Okay, so Pat, what you've just described about your own uh, life story is the very essence of Neville's philosophy. You said that the universe is impersonal, and that is exactly true. So what a very important component of the methodology is having that clarity, because as he, as Neville says, he, he is a faithful uh, servant, or the universe is a faithful servant. You will get, your child will be in the exact image of the impression made on the universe. So what that means is, exactly what it is you express or impress upon consciousness through your feeling and that those feelings come about as a result of very clear ideas, you're going to get that thing exactly back. So Neville encourages us to think carefully about what we want and to include as much detail into that picture just to make sure that the picture is as clear as possible. He says in one of his books, think in terms of clarity of form rather than force of will. So that means you're not working hard to bring it about. You're being very clear about what you want. In my own case, in my own experience, what Neville's uh, teachings taught me was what I was already doing. So when I was a very young child, I was, I was living like that all the time. I never understood no, it's not that um, if my parents told me I couldn't have something, I would uh, demand it from them. But I just held on to the feeling that that was the thing I wanted. For example, when I was very young, I wanted a hamster and there was no spare money for pets at that time. But I just continued to play with that pet in my mind. I felt that I had the pet and then eventually I got the pet. And it's that kind of thing, just holding on to the feeling of what you want. What happens is that that feeling of wanting becomes a feeling of knowing or a feeling of possession. You don't know when it happens. And in metaphysics, we say that logic and reason are the enemies of faith. So yeah. suspend, <laughs> suspend logic, suspend reason, and just allow that feeling to take over you. And you're going about the course of your day. Naturally, you're not doing anything specific to bring about what you want. You're just living in that feeling that the thing you want is yours and it shows up. We're not to concern ourselves with the how. So I'm so um, amazed by your own story, Pat, because it is exactly what Neville is talking about. Anybody who is able to just live in the feeling of being or having or doing what they want will find that it shows up in their lives. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I want you to continue because this is really the game changer here. You know, last show I said, you know, there are many, many things that we can attach ourselves to in the laws of physics, in the laws of metaphysics, in the universe. I said, thing one for me is trust. And when I waver, and I don't mean like uh, trust the way we talk about it in our pop culture, I'm talking about trusting in the path, trusting in the ver- in, in the journey, trusting in th- that there is an absolute reason you and I are speaking today. And it may not be about either one of us. It may be somebody that's listening that hears something today that will change their lives, that may save their lives. And it is this notion of trust that um, I think has been so confusing for people because Neville's not just talking about trust and being still and sitting in your living room and waiting for that thing to magically appear. There is trust and results that work together, right? And I'd love for you to talk about how a feeling then turns into a manifested result of either the thing we want or the thing we don't want, because that is Neville, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Pat, what I do, I always say to people, I cannot tell them how our feelings become things. I only know that they do. And what I do is encourage them to put that to the test. Okay. I say with absolute certainty, based on my own personal experience, that the thing you feel has a physical correlate. It has a physical cor- correlation. It's going to show up as an event or uh, a thing in your world. I personally don't have an answer as to how that happens. Um, Neville said it's not given to us to know, although some people have attempted to provide explanations using things like um, Schrodinger's theory and and other scientific principles of, of quantum physics. I don't go there myself, but what I have discovered is that when I feel, um, good or feel that I have something that I really want, there's an excitement that is very specific to me. And through the process of of studying this philosophy and practicing the methodology associated with it, we learn to trust our intuition. By trust, we mean that we just accept that something is true. So you're not constantly checking up on it to see if it's there. So if I made you a promise, Pat, that I was going to be here today, you go about your normal day, you have your other shows, your guests or whatever, and you rely on the fact that I'm going to show up. Yeah. And that's the, that's the way it works. You just rely on the fact that what you feel is going to show up as um, its physical correlate, whatever that thing may be. And so often in metaphysics, what happens is when you're asked to do something or not to do something, it simply means to perform an action. It's usually a mental action. So bringing to your mind, as Neville says, an image that implies that your wish has been granted, that your wish has been fulfilled. Whenever we do that, we will be aware of a pleasurable excitement that builds in us. And what I encourage everybody to do, particularly people who are struggling with this, is to keep this process absolutely private. I prefer that word to secret, but keep it private because it's something you treasure and treat with respect. What happens when we tend to explain what we're trying to do to other people is that we hear it and it doesn't make any sense to us. And then those seeds of doubts are sown and they're capable of choking what the new new, uh, plant that's growing up in us. So keep it private, but also just trust or rely on the fact that what you are looking for is going to show up. You know, there was a movie that came out not too long ago, and 
uh, the the guy in the movie was the teacher, the uh, uh, teacher, the music teacher. And he was talking to his protege at one point and he said, you know, there are two words that are the most deadly and dangerous words that you can ever say to another person. And he said those two words are good job. And of course, that that was a movie, right? Yeah. But then I thought about that and I said, what is the word that comes to mind to me that has done more to cut off my energy or even if I've said it to another person, their creativity? And the question and the word is why? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not so- talking about why as an exploration. But I'm talking about when somebody shares something with us. Mm-hmm. And our response is the word why. What are we really saying? And what would Neville say about that? We're going to take a short break when we come back. Yeah, more with that. Am I just off my rocker or is there something to that question? Why? That may be helpful. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Kate. Tune in to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, living life loud. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Have you ever wondered how you might feel differently if the books were full of her instead of him? What if your history lesson was filled with powerful women leaders and rulers? As a woman, would you feel more empowered? As a man, would you see women differently? I'm Megan Edge. I'd love for you to join me on my radio show, Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I hope to see you there. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Practice living in wholeness and achieve fulfillment in your life with your body in full service to you. Sign up for the body tune-up. 
six online classes designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com, evolve, become a practitioner now. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, right here on Transformation Talk Radio and TransformationRadio.fm, syndicated, of course, to many channels, one of which is KKNWAM 1150. For more information about me, go to the thedrpatshow.com, uh, and you can find out about the show. If you want to find out about, uh, like, the other hosts we have on the network, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. And for those of you that are more interested in business and other topics, yeah, Conscious Business Radio, I'm telling you, you'll be able to find something for everyone. And pretty soon, you're going to be hearing more about our other channels. Um, I want to, Kate, one more time mention how people can get a copy of this fabulous book, as well as find out more about you. So the best way is to go to penguinrandomhouse.com and search for me by name, Catherine Jagedi, and you will read my bio, find out all about me. And it also lists on my author page all of the places that you can get the book. So off the top of my head, I know it's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, but it's also available at a lot of other outlets as well. Okay. Uh, you know, um, Sarah, who sent us the information about the book, uh, we've been working with Sarah for a really, really long time. Uh, and, you know, Sarah is someone that has been, in, you know, one of several people prominent in the publicity field of metaphysics way before it was even popular to do so. And, uh, y- you know, I was reading this, this um, the, the letter we got uh, or the, the cover of the press release I was struck by a couple to a couple of things. I was struck by everything that was said, but I was also struck by um, the last paragraph with Sarah's signature on it. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is such a personal message. Um, and Sarah goes on to say in her press release, and we don't get press releases like this in our digital world much anymore. It's like, here's the book. You're going to love it. Can we do an interview? That's pretty much it. <laughs> but, but she goes on to say, thank you for your consideration of this fine new property. And yeah, it is. I know that coverage by you would be a significant factor in its favorable release. And I look forward to hearing about your thoughts and plans to that end. And that is the kind of thing that Linda and all of us so appreciate. There's an energy in that. And there's an energy in the way you've written the book. And I want to make sure that folks know we're given a copy of the book away, Infinite Possibilities, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. But it really begs for, for us to chat a little bit about something in the book. And it's about Midway. I'd like to read it. And we can talk about it. Um, it's, it's in the section on subjective control and it says the destabilizing power of doubt is not to be underestimated for this reason. It is important that you really immerse yourself in, in the process rather than act as a spectator. Try not to let your mind entertain thoughts of skepticism while you are trying to make contact. I love this because we become spectators in our own lives, Kate, 
and we don't know it. It goes on to say, achieving discipline in this practice will awaken in you spiritual knowledge that will in turn serve to quell the doubts and the fears that blight you. Boy, that, if, if, there's, if there's at least one takeaway for our conversation today, I think that's pretty significant. What do you think? Um, I'm so happy that you brought that up. For me, that is uh, rooted in a concept in metaphysics known as the duality of man. And many people don't realize this, but we have two distinct beings. We have our human being that we use to navigate the world around us and to experience the world and each other. And we have our authentic being that really is the governance of our human experience once we reestablish connection between it. And that is the part of us, the mind or the human imagination that is made of the substance of God or universe or whatever you want to call it, the source of all that is. So what happens with with doubt, what people I would I would like people to understand about doubt is doubt is switching from operating from that position of infiniteness that we are ultimately to the human, uh, to looking at things the way a, a normal human being would. And the thing about our human experience is that it is fettered by limitation and constraint. There is only so much we can do, even though people are exploring their physical potential and many of us are able to do incredible, phenomenal things, there is a limit to what you can do. And even the most intelligent among us would only have so much, so many or a finite way of solving a problem or addressing an issue. Our creative mind sees no limit to what can be done. And what doubt does is it literally shuts off the tap. So if you think of your infinite creativity being this tap, this faucet that's on full blast and the water's pouring out and pouring out and pouring out, doubt switches that off because it knows that there is only so much the human mind can take. So it's very, very important to suspend doubt when you're engaging in any of the methodology. You can be skeptical. I don't mind people being skeptical when they first approach the philosophy. I think it's healthy to be skeptical, just not to the point where you're unwilling to try something. But it's very important that when you are actually practicing this, these techniques, that you are operating from the position of your imagination or your infinite self. And I think that's really where uh, I want to build a bridge today for people, because you know, as children, we imagine, right? I, as a child, I was always imagining. Um, I was called the daydreamer pretty much 24-7 in school, all of that. And, um, you know, I never really was, um, you, you know, my mom never really uh, deterred it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I, I would get I would get called out on it, but I would never get punished for it, right? Mm -hmm. See? And so uh, I got to explore things and I got to stay in that place. But I really think now we know about the science of this, don't we? Yes. We now know, and you are somebody that's, uh, that is in the world of science. And we now have the science of things for people that may be waiting for some, let's just call it more rational explanation of how things work. What would you say to the folks listening today that would say, I have been trying, and that the word trying, yeah, I have been trying to create the life I want, 
but I can't seem to get it done. I'm a failure or I am failing because in the book you talk about failure and my tagline for 15 years on this show, or one of the questions I asked, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? (laughs) Right. Um, But this is the question. What would, what could we say to folks today so that they can look at their lives and pick two to three things that will cause uh, a ripple effect and put them on the pathway to infinite possibilities. Okay, so it's it's okay to think that you have failed. Everybody has done that yeah. at some point in their life. So what I would say to anybody who is stuck at that p- position is said is to say to ego, I've been there and I've done that. And if you're not offering me any solutions, this is where we have to part company. Okay, so the doubting mind can bring up all of the times that you haven't made progress or you've done something wrong, but you're saying, unless you're offering a solution, I'm not listening to you anymore. And have that conversation with yourself. Don't be afraid to do it. And this is why I say, keep these methodologies private and don't share this with people. Just do this with yourself. Say, unless you are offering me a solution, I'm not listening to you anymore. And from that point, I want people to really look. They will find some instance in their life where what they felt corresponded to something they experienced. And that could include something bad. Immediately you do that, you understand that, okay, this is the connection that is being described here. And then I want them to start experimenting with feeling good. What happens often, Pat, with people when they're trying to manifest something specific is that they don't realize that they are perpetually wanting that thing or they're trying to will it into existence. And you can never wish for something Mm. hard enough to make it happen. What you have to do is to let go of wanting it to happen and step into it already happening. And I'll give you an example. Please. I, 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 I use this all the time. I say to people, if I were to ask you what you did for a living and you told me, like, for instance, you're a broadcaster, Pat, you have a very specific feeling relative to that answer. If I were to ask you what you wanted to be and it was something else, you would feel differently in answering that question. So what I do is say to people, play this uh, game with yourself, ask yourself what you do and notice how you feel and ask yourself what you would like to be and notice how you feel. And what these, these exercises teach people is how to align the feeling of already being something with something they want to be. It's not that difficult. You begin, as Neville says, just to perform some mental action in your mind that implies that that is true. You're not trying to make it happen. You're just performing it mentally. So you're using your mental senses of taste, touch, hearing, sight, and sound to experience something that implies that you are the thing you want to be. It's it's not difficult to do. It does take a little practice, but it's a great deal of fun. If we're going to think about something, why don't we think about that? Why don't we play with the... Okay, what will happen is as you become more comfortable in it, you can achieve that level of comfort by doing it over and over again, you will begin to feel that this is already true for you. Once you contact that feeling, that's the feeling to keep with you as you go about the business of your daily life. It's not something that needs to be um, overthought. It's just something that needs to be done. And it's a very, very simple and straightforward exercise, but it's very effective for people who are unsure about how to proceed or progress. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, part of this leads me to um, really what I think is super important, and that is, this is really for me. This is the one thing that I can say that I've loved learning how to do, and that is believe in the unbelievable. And it's really something that we can play with, right, Kate? This is something we can play with now. You go on to say there are no limits to what you can imagine and bring about in your world if you believe. You already have a set of beliefs, some of which may be strongly held indeed, but you're willing to reach beyond them and move into the realm of belief that logic and reason pour scorn on. Yeah. (laughs) That's the deal now. This is really for us in, you know, the short time we have left together here today is, and then you go on to say, with God, all things are possible. They are. Why do we forget this? Why do we really have, this is my why word, you know, what is it about us in human nature that we are so afraid to play to win in the field of imagination that what we're doing is we're playing not to lose. So our imagination is limited by this notion of, I'm really not going to imagine big. I'm not going to imagine I'm not going to believe in the unbelievable. I'm going to believe in what I think I know is true. You know, for me, it was getting a job in the phone company and believing with every inch in my body that they never fire people. They Mm -hmm. don't fire people. And then ultimately be part of the first downsizing, second downsizing effort in the United States and lose my job after 24 and a half years. So mm-hmm. that was something I learned about belief. But tell us about how we can today begin this practice of believing the unbelievable. So one of the things that's really wonderful about this philosophy is that when you look at something like, how do I believe or how do I stop doubt? Um, Mm -hmm. There is actually something that you can practically do to bring that about. So I always encourage people not to lay emphasis on trying to stop yourself from doing something or to train yourself to do something or to think differently, but just immediately immerse yourself in these exercises. One of the things that I find very effective for opening the channel of communication between your human being and your imagination, your infinite self, is to sleep in a particular mood. And what that means is as you are going to sleep, between sleep and wakefulness, psychologists describe a condition known as the hypnagogic state. And this state is actually the optimum state for uh, manifesting, if you like. And what you want to do as you're going to sleep is to think of something that makes you feel happy. So you don't need to attach it to something you're trying to do at this stage. What I am what I'm encouraging people to do through this exercise is to strengthen that communication so they they get to a point where they're able to trust what they feel, understand what they feel and separate out what they feel from what they think and also to trust their intuition. And this is a very very effective way of doing that. Go to sleep thinking about one thing only if possible. Put down all of the business of the day. You mentioned, Pat, that we are, you know, we don't use our imagination as effectively as we could because we're so busy tied up with living the normal rigors of life or going through everything that's being thrown at us. But what you can do before you sleep is to clear your mind and to focus on one thing that makes you happy. 
and you will notice how you feel in the morning. And it's that correlation between the mood you slept in and what happens the next day that helps you to start to understand the connection between these two things. Wow. Um, There are so many things. I want to ask you this question. You know, we're talking about Neville and we're talking about um, ways for people to gain more insight, more knowledge, and more practice. What would you say has been one of the most significant things that you've learned, discovered, and then enacted uh, in your journey to being you? Whether it's you being honored for science or whether it's you uh, author of this fabulous book, you speaking to me on radio, what is it that has really accelerated your journey to be here today? It's really in, in incredible because I hadn't um, really given that a lot of thought, but actually when I think about it, this book has to be, and the work that I'm doing now has really catapulted me into an area I never thought possible just in terms of my own spiritual growth and all of that. And what I mean by that is I I had been studying Neville's teachings for a long time and I've been a student of Neville's for, for decades. And what I would do is keep little diaries and journals because the bits of his teachings that stood out to me, I wanted a sort of a quick reference. Yeah. So when I, when I first put a book together, I thought, oh my God, there's so much Neville stuff out there. And I was told by more than one publisher that, no, we just don't publish this type of book. But I had a very strong feeling. And so this book came to be a few years ago. It wasn't just the other day. And I held on to that feeling that this this book is a message to the world because I'm making this philosophy accessible. The other day I was called on social media by someone I respect greatly in this work, someone who's well known in this work, the greatest evolutionary in the world. Yeah. And I was astounded by that because um, it proved to me everything that I, I said was true about Neville. I had the confidence to speak about Neville as an intellectually credible person, not somebody on, on the fringes trying to um, impress us with new ideas, but someone who had given us a philosophy that could change our lives. And this philosophy has transformed me from being somebody who was timid and someone who felt that there was so much I couldn't do for a number of reasons to being someone who's not afraid to do anything. So when I look at the places that I have worked, I attribute all of that to this philosophy because I've never been afraid to go anywhere. I've worked for the Saudi royal family. I've worked for the UK government. I've worked in wonderful places and had wonderful experiences and opportunities. But I gave them to myself through feeling that, okay, I'm there. And I just, I just live there in my imagination. And in a way that I don't know, the opportunity just appeared for me. And so that's been the story of my life. And looking back on it now, I think it's all come to a head with the production of this book. This book in itself is the product of its own ideas. Because when I was told no, I didn't accept no. I just said, this book is going to be. Yeah. I mean, you and I both have experiences of that. I, I've i shared that, you know, when I applied to the graduate school, um, I had to take the GREs twice. And, you know, by all practical, logical insight, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't studied up on it because I was acting from that place you just described. And I was literally rejected by all schools except one. And that one school was actually my first choice. 
But even <laughs> with them, I was put on a wait list for a year. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, here's what I think about. Things became aligned that were so out of my control, that were so unusual, like for the only year in the history of that school, there was a woman that was filling in that was like me. She was a go back to school mom. She was a nighttime, you know, she was a businesswoman. She was like me. And in that year, the only year that I could recall in the history of this school, Claremont, she admitted five out of eight people like me. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time that did happen. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time she was there. And she was there in the school long enough to take the journey with us. Mm-hmm. And we all moved on and did the work we needed to do in the world. But logically and rationally, you can't explain that because it isn't about that, is it? No, absolutely not. And one of the things that many people don't realize is that we are not the progenitors of our desires. And our desires come from God. That's the language God uses to communicate with human beings. And within that desire is the plan and and, uh, purpose of the desire. So the plan for its fulfillment is contained within it. And so when you are like you, Pat, or like I have been, someone who is open to that, things happen in seemingly miraculous ways, in ways that we ourselves could never have conceived of. And that's very important for people to understand. This is not something that you're trying to bring about in the world. This is something that God desires to express from through you. And so just have fun with it. Just allow it to be. (laughs) I have so many experiences that I could refer to, but it's just an amazing thing. Just allow the desire to be fulfilled through you. I love it. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I'm hoping that we can connect in the future. Your book is fabulous. Uh, One last question. Give people the way to find out more about you. And I do have one last question. I would love to know what your personal message is, what you'd like to leave us with today. Okay, so you can reach me via Facebook. You can find out all about me and I'll put information there about where you can get the book. It's facebook.com forward slash Kate, K-A-T-E dot Jagedi, J-E-G-E-D-E dot seven. And that's on Facebook. And my personal message is that we all wake up and remember who we are and live not only to live the life that we want, but to fulfill the mandate that we have been given. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much. The book, everybody. And by the way, Benny, thank you so much. We did give away a copy of the book, Infinite Possibility, How to Use the Ideas of Neville Goddard to Create the Life You Want. And by the way, everybody, Kate and I are living examples of how this works. But I want to leave you with with the thought. The last part of the book is this. If in doubt, do the loving thing. Thank you all. Uh, We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.